This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the chest. <laughs> Coronavirus self-isolation podcast. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Back of the Nest Lockdown Sessions Episode 12. Um, I feel like this should be episode 13, but we did skip last week. Apologies for that, for anyone who's expecting to hear Al dulcet tones. And by Al, I mean mine, Sam Heskiff. Hello, sir. Hello. I don't have dulcet tones. <laughs> you have very nasally tones. <laughs> and Albert Curley. Hello. <laughs> so, Albert, what you been up to? You um, arrived late to the pod again. Yeah. So I'm assuming big tasks were at hand. Just you know, just I'm a I'm basically a teacher now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see what teachers complain about normally because I have it wrapped up by about one. <laughs> um, what, was, what was on the lesson plan today? Uh, Nerf guns. We did a little <laughs> practical experiment with Nerf guns. Let's call that physics. Um, bit of colouring. Just did some colour. That was me. He didn't even do it. I did some colouring. Um, did, did you go over go over the edges? Always professional. Um, and then yeah, a bit of phonics. Obviously, we're riveted by that. Give us an example. Phonics is. The sound that letters make. So, it's the sound that ice is making in your gin and tonic. Isis, don't bring them into this. <laughs> um, so, you know, you don't say A for apple, you say A for apple, for example. I mean, that's very basic. We're, we, we were doing um, digraphs, trigraphs, and graphemes today, which is blends of letters. So, you know, K and her make a ch sound, you know. Um, Mr. Thorne on YouTube and Geraldine the Giraffe just running us through those, you know, it's riveting stuff. So, you're not doing examples like um, you don't say Attilio, you say Attilio. That's accents. That's <laughs> he does French, not Italian. 
We could maybe, <laughs> I could maybe, tenuous, I could maybe get half hour in on Johan Kabai at some point. <laughs> I think we'd all like Sorry, to get half an hour in on Johan Kabai, mate. I don't, think I'd, can... I don't think I could stretch to half an hour, to be honest. You get that video up of Joey Barton speaking in a French accent when he was playing for Marseille. Oh yeah, you could you got hit you got that, you got uh what you got McLaren doing the Dutch, you got um David Moyes doing Spanish. his Spanish. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> Didn't Beckham do one? Didn't Beckham give it a bit of was it was that when he was at PSG or Milan? Didn't Beckham give it a little bit? Wasn't that just Bo Selector? <laughs> <laughs> Milan? No, I go to Milan's house on a Sunday. <laughs> Uh, any ideas, Heskiff? Did you watch both selector? Well, a long time ago. The only one I remember is the uh, Craig David one. <laughs> he, not, uh, not Mel B. He, um, he is a parent at my son's school. His kids go to my son's school. Craig David? No, Keith Lemon. Oh. What's his real name? <laughs> Lee Francis. Oh. Yeah. I feel like there's a story coming on here. No, no, there's not. It's just you, you think you, you you see all that on telly and you think he's put that on, that's a costume or a <laughs> wing, whatever. And then you see him at pickup at, you know, quarter past eight on a Tuesday and he's in the same get up. So I don't know. I don't know how much of a blur there is, you know, between the man and the uh, and the art. I just assumed you was going to say these kids are c- No, how dare you? <laughs> Little shit keeps stealing my son's lunch money for being such a big Watford fan. Oh, no, he's in... Hey, listen, there's two 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 errors you've made there. Number one, doesn't even need mentioning. Number two, he's in... I think his kids are in years above, so... We well, exactly, know. that's why they're stealing his lunch money. Oh, I see. Well, <laughs> fair play. Right, before we go any further, I'm going to open and start drinking my beer because I need it and we're going to get through 45 minutes of this. I'm on Tiny Rebel Fitch today. Thanks to my friend Nick for providing me with this from um, uh, socially acceptable distance. <laughs> um, Albert, what you got? Gin and t- is it G&T? It, do you know what? You've come to me at a terrible moment because, yes, it was a G&T, Hmm. My my darling wife just appeared at the door of the lounge in the East Wing, did the in- international gesture for drink, and I, to be honest, I thought she was something else at first. <laughs> and once we realised what she was talking about, she snuck in, she's taken my glass away, and she's currently refilling 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 it with another gin and tonic. I mean, God love her. It was a birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, the refeeling is what happens the year after the baby's born, isn't it? <laughs> it's when when she starts feeling you again. Careful, <laughs> she's in the room. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. I forgot to send my video through, didn't I? She's um, just pointed she's also just I don't know if you might I don't know if you heard that. She's just outed me that there's blueberries in my gin and tonic. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All of this abuse that you were giving me for reordering just a fairly normal beer, and you've got did blueberries she, in your drink. Did she like burn some lemon zest over it as well? No, the the blueberries again. Full disclosure: the blueberries were 
uh, you know, a, a hangover of the previous gin and tonic, which I have to take responsibility for. So I put them in there. <laughs> were they frozen? No, no, they, they were on the, they were on the turn a little bit. So that's why I thought I'll bung them in there just to use them up. <laughs> yeah, get an extra little bit of alcohol um, percentages in there, guys. Guys, it's all about the botanicals. Okay, you can talk about your tiny bitch beer, whatever it was called. <laughs> what was it called? Fitch. It's like C W T C H. Oh, it wasn't far off. Um, <laughs> you know, gin and tonic. You've got to make. I have to. I have to craft that. You know, it's a craft gin and tonic. Yeah. Well, I mean, gin's quite crafty these days. Like a lot of the craft beer places do a gin as well. Mm, but um, not as good as you know. One. What I did find out this week is that Viz magazine have um, made a new comic called something along the lines of the Real Owl Twats. Yeah, Real Owl Twats. Oh, so it's been in the last five years. So, um, yeah, it's people like Real Owl just getting ruined. <laughs> so I thought that might be something you can look up later. Enjoy that. And what about you, Haskell? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm back on uh, Dosakis. No. Listeners around the world are devastated. They was expecting that you'd continue with your craft trend for the last no. Uh I think that experiment is over. Um I have got my favourite beer and I've also got twelve cans of Moretti when that runs out. So apologies to you. Apologies to our good friend Sydney Eagle on BBS, who by the way uh, posted a picture of a beer that he was drinking on the BBS, uh, which is a Super Hornet double IPA. Cool. Albert wants some of those, doesn't he? I... Oh, it's getting boring now. I think it is, but it, it's there. And it's 8, 8.7%, which is quite a lot, isn't it, for a beer? Yeah, that's pretty strong. Um, so what you... Did, what you've been up to anyway let's let's get off the super hornet because um i'm just going to end up <laughs> with more watford jokes than anyone wants to hear so tell us what you've been up to Haskiff. i've been up to absolutely nothing that's the usual i've been working uh How, how's the world of university administrations yeah fine as exciting as it always is one of my team left today which is a big shame uh because she has helped me a lot and i now think that i'm going to struggle massively but enough about my complete lack of uh, positivity. But look at the look at look at the positives if you can. Um, didn't have to get her a goodbye gift. True. Wait, waved on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, waved. Um, so yeah, completely uneventful, I'm afraid. Although I did throw, I think we're going to talk about it later on. But I did throw a cat among the pigeons by talking about a Palace player being overrated, which seemed to cause a bit of a kerfuffle in the back of the nest chat. That's about as exciting mm. as my week's got, to be honest with you. So who was that then? Which player? Uh, the player in question is Andre Moritz. And I'll go into it when we discuss it properly, but I stand by my view that he's overrated. No, let's go into it now. Andre Moritz, right. So he's, A, he scored some good and important goals. And he scored uh, a fair few goals. In few appearances. He scored some all right goals. Um, 
there are things about him that I like. I like that he did the cup deers thing when we scored at the Amex uh, to mug off the Brighton fans. That was quite funny. But I think that sort of eclipses everything anyway, which says a lot. I don't think he's a bad... Listen, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's an all right player. I think when the go-in's good, uh, like the game he won 5-0 in the promotion season and he scored two free kicks, I think, in that game, didn't he? No, misrem- misremembering. He scored two free See? kicks against Wolves on New Year's Day. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, <sighs> so, obviously, that's good. He was a decent player, and I think when the going was good, he was good. Um, but everyone seems to think that he was this absolute baller who, I mean, let's not forget, didn't he, didn't he go off to Bolton or someone afterwards and then... Disappearing yeah, and he scored from... seven goals in twenty-three games. For who? In a terrible, in a for Bolton, in a terrible Bolton team. Well, yeah, but he's, I he's. I mean, he's a one-year contract man, isn't he? If you look for his career, he's basically only stayed, I think, at one team for more than a season. Um, so he's just bouncing around for contracts, effectively. He's like a modern-day Marco Reich. Yeah, and he tried to. Yeah, I mean, he tried to bend us over a barrel for a contract, and it just never ended up happening. The thing is, um, right? The thing is, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's an all right player. But I just see a lot of people on Twitter sort of putting him on a bit of a pedestal, and I don't really know why. Maybe it's because he's Brazilian. Um, but when I said that I thought he was overrated, almost universal reply in the chat on our WhatsApp was. Uh, like people exasperated by me once again. Um, <laughs> you should you should have seen what we said in the chat that you're not in. Oh fuck! <laughs> it, was, it was way worse in there, mate. <laughs> but um, what did you think of him as a player, Albert? I really liked him. Again, you know the contract situation being what it was. It, you know it, it never went on any longer. But um, you can only judge him on what he did on the pitch. And I thought he was a great player. You know, I mean. He came into a, you know, we we still had some terrible, terrible midfielders getting into the first team. And when he came in and started spraying the ball around and, you know, looking up to try and actually find a decent pass, I thought he was a very, very good player. I mean, Heskiff needs to wash his mouth out because, you know, Bolton Wanderers, Mumbai City, Pohang Steelers, back to <laughs> Mumbai City on loan, Buiriam United. I mean, do I need to go on? Denis Lisboa, Avai, and currently at Londrina. Who's laughing now, Heskiff? Yeah, fair enough. I'll take it all back. <laughs> but of course, my, my everlasting memory, other than, of course, his great song of Get My Ritz Out for the Lads, um, was... This is what I'm saying. All the best things about him are not about his play. His song and his celebration against Brighton. So He did a great, um, had a great Movember as well, if you remember back rightly. Yeah. But he, um, me and him had some Twitter beef as well. I think I might have talked about this on the pod before when um, he could only have found a tweet by searching his own name in a search engine. But he was trying to move to one of the crystals on Twitter. <laughs> and um, I had a joke about it. And then he, he'd come back at me. And it was, um, yeah, went That's back nice. and forth for a little bit. I just said, like, uh, oh, if you've got something to say, say it to my face. <laughs> And of course, a professional footballer doing that on Twitter is it's, it's not going to end well for him because everyone on Twitter just thinks that means I've goaded him and I've won. So, But I wasn't trying to do that. I just didn't even think to tag him in. 
because it was just a throwaway joke. And um, now listen, you've dug we up, made up and held hands. <laughs> you've you've dug up tweets about me and on the spur of the moment, something to do with Matt Cardo, if I remember rightly. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want you sitting there going. Oh, I think it was this. I can't really. Re- yeah, something about like I know you can get that. I don't think I can. Uh, I don't. You've uh, changed. <laughs> I've changed. It's just when it's about slanging me off, I'm not so much into it. Uh, Andre, never heard of it. <laughs> okay, let, okay, Andre Moritz. Let me try one of my little magic searches. Uh, Whilst you're doing that, am I? You sent me a voice note yesterday, Ted. Was it yesterday you sent me that voice note uh, about Linda and the film you were watching? Oh, uh, we'll get onto that. We'll get. We'll get. We're going to get onto that in a little bit. Okay, I've got it. If you've got something to say, at least tag me. Don't be scared, son. Is what he said. Oh, he's put son on the end. Yeah. To which I said, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble with Andre." Firstly, I'm older, so less of the son. What? So, <laughs> Secondly, you're too good looking to be a beg. <laughs> Thirdly, in eight years' time, some nasal little twat's going to say you're overrated, so pipe down. <laughs> You've got me wrong. I'm begging for anything. Next time, a bit of sense of humour would be nice. So he's, he's the one having the sense of humour failure, and he just doesn't realise it. So there you go. I dug it out. How is old that is right? he? I'm just... He's uh, 33 now. He's only 33 now. Oh, yeah, he is way younger than you. Yeah, exactly. So less of the sun, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have uh, told him. Right, so op- opening it up. Albert, most overrated player at Palace. Now, seeing as, you, I mean, you got piled on for Moritz. I'm expecting a much bigger pile on for mine because my my submission. Is it Jordan Ayew? <laughs> nah, he's 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 pretty good, yo. Uh, yeah, it, it, my right, is well overrated. <laughs> Who? Um, <laughs> my submission for the overrated eleven is um, Johnny Williams. Oh, that's sacrilege, isn't it? Is it? I think so. What I mean, did do? what did he do? He was a good player. He was a very good player. He just got injured a lot. He was also not not overly suited to our style, either. I, I still what, maintain his day. Walk, you, having to actually walk and run. No, nah, if he was fully fit and you banged him in Man City's midfield, he'd be able to play with him. You couldn't get the ball off him. No one could get the ball off him. He always used yeah, it really you, well. Yeah, but if I if I if I got a football stuck it up my shirt and lay down on the ground, nobody could get the ball off me either. That doesn't mean no, I'm no, doing anything useful. No one would know there was a football out there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got three. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that, that, yeah, I mean, that's worse than saying Andre Moritz is overrated for sure. Do you think that he's not as good a player as everyone says, or more that he didn't play enough for us to know, for, for us to love him as much as we do? Yeah, that pretty much. I'll tell you who my second one would be Sean Scannell. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, don't... fair enough on Sean Scannell. He yeah. wasn't that good. I should have started with Sean Scannell, shouldn't I? I should have eased you in. I should have, <laughs> I should have greased you up to drop in the 
the Johnny S the bomb. Everyone's been completely reasonable about Sean Scannell. I like Sean Scannell a lot. I think yeah. that, I think that has a lot to do with him being from around the area and that. Yeah, like getting a bus over from the game, yeah, and things like that. You know, you you could see him, speak to him. I was I was all a big fan of Sean Scannell. Just you know, he, he was just what he was a decent footballer, but um, kind of fell out of love with him a little bit when he dived in front of the Homestyle to win a penalty. So. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you fell out with him on Twitter. I was like, no, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mark Bright in real life, Andre Moritz on Twitter, Sean Scannell for diving. <laughs> Mark right. Bright in real life. Yeah, that's a long story. Yeah, well, we ain't got anything to talk about. It was another sense of another sense of humour failure on his behalf. Is it but, in yeah. his book? <laughs> the whole time I, I haven't read it. No, it was it was just a, it was a silly misunderstanding. I'm not going to get into it. I'm, I'm sure I've talked about it before. Go go back, wade back through the pods. You'll be able to find it. Johnny, um, I, I, I tell you what, I'll 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 sum up my Johnny Esther. I mean, even that nickname's fucking stupid. Um, How dare you? When he was uh, the Brighton, the second leg against Brighton, where he was pretty much through on goal, and he like slotted it wide. That to me just summed up. That just summed it up for me. Got to hit the target. That has to be the remit there. Got well, yeah. That as well. If you don't hit the target, you're overrated. Bang. He just went. He just went sideways all the time. Sean Scannell ran into blind corners, but at least he was going forward. Johnny Williams sideways, and then would just fall over, and then it would be, (gasps) is he injured? Oh yeah, he's injured. You're right. At Melbourne Melbourne K on Twitter, do some doxing. Have a a go at him. (laughs) Wow. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. (laughs) Um, I haven't even got to talk into what I've been up to. Um, Who's your most overrated player before we get into that? My most overrated player? Um, That's that's tough. You'd believe I should have thought about it while I was... um, (laughs) Preparation. We were talking about all of this, but um, um, I don't really. I don't. I can't really think of anyone. I think to be fair, we're, we're, as, as Paddy's fans, we've never. We don't really massively rate people. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Mm. With the Maritz one, it was more just I'd seen. I think I'd seen a couple of people talking about him on Twitter, and I remembered that I didn't think he was as good as all that. Which is why I mentioned it in the chat. But yeah, we don't really have yeah, come on, man. high opinions, do we? We're not we're not expecting someone to be actually good when they play for Palace, so it's quite a tough one. Terence, come on! I know you listen. I know you don't want to say it, but come on, tell All tell right, everybody. Paddy, what Paddy, Paddy, Paddy McCarthy. No, <laughs> no, don't be silly, Paddy come McCarthy. No, come on, no, 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 come on! You're fine. You're with friends. Tell me that thing <laughs> you said about Sparone. Come on. <laughs> absolutely did not happen. He's, he's one of my idols, <laughs> bigger that, goalkeeper. Old man's Wayne Hennessy, Which is why I'm surprised you said what you said. Come on. <laughs> if you believe that, listeners, you'll believe anything. Fintons. Hmm. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Did anyone do the Palace Pub quiz number two this week? I'm going to let Albert do the number three joke. I didn't do the quiz. No, I didn't do the quiz either. Ah, so you both you both missed me asking a question on behalf of Back of the Nest, um, to which what I was, was suitably dressed. Uh, which former Crystal Palace defender went on to win the domestic treble as a manager in Wales on three occasions? Oh, I know the answer to this. I genuinely know the answer to this. So do I. Okay. Craig Harrison. Correct. Uh, for a bonus point, which team did he do it with? A Welsh one. <laughs> no points. Heskiff. Shit. Oh, no, he's, he's, Sorry, he's, I'm he, muted there. Uh, I don't, was he, he was googling. No, I don't know, know many Welsh clubs. Um, it's the only Welsh club you know. There's TNA. one Welsh club, T- TNS, yeah, everyone knows. Did you say TNA? I didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've a Terrence, Wasn't that, you, heard uh, you, want, you heard what you wanted to hear there, mate. <laughs> yeah. We'll get back. Wasn't that a wrestling tag team back in the day? It was a wrestling company as well. Was it like Trisha or something? Trish or something? Test and Albert. T- Tess and Albert, that was it, yeah. Hello? TNA. That's Mixed tag team. Prince Albert, by the way. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. More than I. <laughs> but yeah, so I, that was it. Was a video link question as well. Um, so I asked the question sitting in front of the TV as Jordan Ayew was scoring against Brighton in the background. Oh, which, um, very nice. I thought it was a nice touch. Um, but um, Chris Grierson uh, pointed out that I look a lot like Alexi Lalas at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is definitely true um well two other things so i've had um i've virgin internet so i'm surprised that this has um actually happened because i've had loads of problems this week uh, and of course other internet um providers are available but we ha- used to have virgin and then because they wouldn't give us a good deal we basically just cancelled and then signed up in my name instead of my wife's name and just got a new contract for a new person prize. They come and knocked on the doors today to collect the old box. They said, oh, we know with coronavirus, um, we, do, we know people can't get to the post office and you can't send the old box back. So we, we've come to collect it. Bit, like, so basically, if you, want to, um, if, you, if you want a new customer deal on Virgin, just literally change whose name's in. That simple. But all of that was a segue for enough about Virgins for now. We'll get onto Virgins later when we get onto Lettergate. 
<laughs> Take that, Branson. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still involved? I don't know. Is he still involved? I don't know. I mean, I have loads of beef with Virgin. I'm a Virgin Gym member as well, or Virgin whatever it is, and Virgin Active and Virgin Internet. And you can't like if you're members of both, like you don't get special deals or anything. Stupid customer service. But I'm a Virgin um, Gym member as well. In that I've never been. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the second thing that I've noticed this week is, do do either reviews get belly button fluff? This is not from who? I thought I'd be having, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Albert? Uh, yeah, occasionally. So I mean, I get belly button fluff like twice a day. <laughs> like, oh. but when I go to work by lunchtime, it's full of it's full of fluff, and then by the evening when I get home, it's full of fluff. But since I've been working from home, I don't get any. What's up? What's up with that? Where does belly button fluff come from, Heskiff? Do you walk around with no shirt on? No, it's I wear to work. I wear a button-down shirt. Well, I would hope that you wear a shirt to work. Yeah, and that's basically it. Sometimes like a jumper or a cardigan over it. Um, sometimes a blazer. That's it, and then I just get a belly button full of fluff. But it's not been happening since full I've been at it. home, and I, I'm wearing clothes. Yeah, full of it, mate, like massive. Like a fingertips worth. Bloody hell, oh. that's like a bit of an issue, mate, that does. <laughs> well, it's not an issue anymore, it's a non-issue now. You've only, you've only noticed it, it's weird in the fact that it's not happening. Because... <laughs> it's, a, it's an episode of embarrassing bodies or something like that on TV. Yeah. Mm. But what's, the other way around? what's more embarrassing, <laughs> the belly button fluff or Albert thinking that Johnny Esther's overrated? Well, we all know the answer to that question. Um, what are we talking about, he, Albert? Yeah, knees made a belly button fluff, didn't he? <laughs> was it his knees that went? Did his shoulder go at some point? And all sorts of things. I like, bless him. Do that. Yeah. He's a footballer. Yeah, I think that was at Sunderland because that was the one because he sort of became the, one of the stars of Sunderland until I died, didn't he? Because he was uh, there was this episode which was based around him seeing a therapist. Um, not the physiotherapist, like the head therapist. <laughs> head therapist, like the psychotherapist. I they were, lucky, know. They were yeah. lucky to get a, an appointment with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. What else have we got? Okay, I wanted to know, Albert, your favourite movie of all time from two weeks ago. So you've had two weeks to prep it. What you got? I could have told you on the night, mate. It's Back to the Future. Okay, which is. <laughs> Quite timely after the voice note you was talking about earlier when um, Back to the Futures was on TV yesterday and um, my wife asked me, isn't the car called Kit? When, um, they, said it, when they said it was a DeLorean. <laughs> I thought the car was called Kit. <laughs> to which I immediately sent a voice note to Albert. And um, what was your suggestion? The big D, mate. Not that one. Whoa! Not that one. Not that one. Starts in D, ends in Vorse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so speak um, to your missus. She's from Germany. She loves the Hasselhoff, probably. Like, they were raised on the Hasselhoff. So, yeah. I'll give her a bit of slack there. However, come on. Mm. So, obviously, you're talking about Back to the Future 3 is your favourite film, right? Uh, no, Back to the Future 
un. Um, <laughs> it's the greatest. It's it's. I mean, it, uh, the the tragic thing about Back to the Future, and it's not necessarily that tragic, is that it, it tends to get lumped in with. It's a good eighties. Oh, isn't it a good eighties film? Oh, it's you know just like eighties sort of cheesy schlock. But when you actually sit down and watch it and forget all of that, it's an absolutely perfect in every essence of perfect. Script's amazing. The performances are amazing. It's a load of bullshit. It's about time travel, but you're totally in there with it. The effects are good. They still kind of hold up, you know, 30 years later. Soundtrack's amazing. It's shot amazingly well. The design's amazing. I could go on and on and on about how perfect this film is. It's just, it's so on point. It's unbelievable. Did it win any Oscars? No pun intended. Did it win win any Oscars? No, I don't think it did. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm I'm looking at a budget, budget nineteen million dollars, and it took three hundred ninety million at the box office. It's not bad going. And they had to reshoot half of it again because they'd Martin, um, Martin McFly. That's the character in it. Michael J. Fox wasn't the original Martin McFly. What? They'd already shot. No, I didn't know that. They'd already shot. Um, or oh, I think they'd already shot like something between, uh, uh, like a a, qu- a third and half the film with uh, Eric Stoltz. Bloody hell! That would have been a weird film. Yeah, and they were like well into filming, and they were like, "Yeah, this isn't working." So they binned him off and got um, Michael J. Fox in, who was, sh- I, I, I never saw it, but he was in some like sitcom in America at the time, which was like shot in front of a live audience like five days a week. So he would be shooting that sitcom and then he would he would wrap his day on that production and he would go straight to the set of Back to the Future and film like a whole night shoot. So he was like working the best part of 24 hours a day for like three months. Um, you know, which is a which is a big like back, certainly back then, that shit happens all the time now. You know, they fire directors like towards the end of films. I've been on some of those. Um, you know, so to shoot the whole to to to, to take that leap of faith and and start again. You know, it's um and look and you know and look how iconic it became and how iconic he became, sort of thing. You know, it's um it's a, it's an amazing film and it's. It holds sort of personal, you know, it's not like I've, I've picked some like art house. Oh, yeah, there's this little film that my, me and my wife really love, but, you know, my missus is a massive <laughs> fan of it as well. We had we had Earth Angel from the soundtrack as our first dance um, at our wedding, straight into Johnny Be Good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got various bits of paraphernalia from the film dotted around the house uh, because it's perfect. It's perfect in every way, that film. And it did win an Oscar for best sound effects editing. Best sound sound effects. There you go. It was nominated for best original screenplay. Yeah. Um, And the Power of Love was nominated for best original song. Banger, of course. Two down. Best sound mixing. It was also nominated for. Well, there you go. Mm. We saw it about. 
we saw it about a year ago. You know, you go see a film now with the live orchestra doing the score before your very eyes and ears. And, you know, we've seen that film like best part of what, 50, 100 times. And we treated ourselves to go and see it, I think it was Royal Festival Hall with a live orchestra. And that was just unreal. Real, a real, real, like, not once in a lifetime. I'm sure it'll happen again. But yeah, like a real, you know, you know the music's good, but it's only when you sort of sit there and hear an orchestra play it. It's like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Mm. Okay, so with a back to the future theme question, if like in the movie... Would I shag um, my mum? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, could go back like Marty does in the film and goes to Doc Brown and tells him uh, to wear the bulletproof vest or whatever... Um, have I done that wrong, Albert? No, you've done it. Uh, you've done it right. He does it in the form of a letter, yes, which he leaves in his pocket, which he Doc Brown pocket. rips up, yeah, throws yeah. it away, and then at the end of the film, it becomes apparent that he sellotaped it back together, which we have a uh, a replica of in our downstairs loo, framed with and, uh, with <laughs> with sellotape. Just to point out, that is um, not Doc Brown, Crystal Palace fan and fan of the pod. Not that one. (laughs) Um, But if you could go back and give a letter like that to a Palace player before a very big moment in Palace history, what would it be? Oh, fucking hell, that's a good question. Mm. So I'll start with you, Heskiff. Probably to Andre Moritz and say, don't bother, man. Uh, I don't think that's. I don't think that's true. Um, uh, fuck. My, my or, thing, well, my my on. thing, like thinking of a similar sort of question, which I thought about the other week, was you know, like what one moment would you want to change or do differently? And I know it's an obvious answer, but Clattenburg pulling playback in the cup final. Hmm. Is, so you'd give a letter to Clattenburg and just say, just let Connor Wickham go on before you blow the whistle. Don't be a. I don't know that's hard because he's a professional. Uh, he's a professional. I'll say it again. He's a professional. Um, but that's the thing that always, like I've, I, you know, I ain't watched a game back or anything like that since because I can't do it. But it sticks. It sticks with me that decision. Um, mm. I suppose the other thing is like, you know, telling players that were brilliant for us not to leave. Um. But whether my letter would do anything, or whether they'd just be like, oh, "Who the fuck are you? I'm going." Yeah. yeah, but if you if you say, for example, to Yannick Balassi, look, Everton are going to come in with a thirty million pound bid, and you're going to be out injured for years as a result, and it's going to basically end your career. Don't go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might when it, when the move comes around, it'll probably take some notice. What about you, Albert? You've had some time to think there. Well, I just want to go back to Heskis one. I think the Clattenburg thing, I think you'd have to give him an envelope full of money, not a strongly worded <laughs> <Yeah>. letter. Um, <laughs> which they do have in Back to the Future, you know, they travel back in time and they've you know, he's got all the different sort of historical yeah, denominations of the of the dollars, you know, he can he's got money for all the sort of different time periods. Mine I'd probably uh does it have to be a player? Because I kind no. of feel with a with a strongly worded letter, we could have we could have avoided the Frank de Burkle 
could have oh, just slipped one on slip one on Parrish's desk and be like, seriously, bruv, leave it. Look at look at look at his suggested starting eleven for the first game of the season. Fucking lunatic. Get him out. Don't do it. Um but again, would Parrish have listened? Probably not. Mm. I think my mine's a selfish one. Um, I'd go to a referee again um, in the when we won one 0 at Stockport, and I'd tell him to look out for David Hopkins' handball because then we would have got relegated, and I'd have gone to way more many grounds than I've actually been to now. So. Mate, <laughs> like, fuck <yeah>. off, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> any Obviously. any flack? Any f- uh, if, if if someone if somebody's listening to this pod and they've they've heard you do the dish out my Twitter handle and was halfway through a fucking abusive tweet to me, you've just stepped in and said that and they're <laughs> frantically tapping the delete button on that tweet and they're putting your details in to give you shit for that. <laughs> that is a fucking outrage what you've just said. Yeah, you've, you've absolutely <laughs> saved Albert's bacon there in one fell Fucking trip. hell. <laughs> um... Sliding doors moment. No, so my my slightly doors moment actually would probably be um, I'd I'd give a letter to Alan Pardew and tell him don't do that dance, mate. Don't do it. Just 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 be humble. Organise a defence. Tell everyone to keep their head screwed on, and um, and or maybe just tell Jason Punchin after he scores, kick Wayne Rooney when he runs past you. Do not let him run past you. Yeah, <laughs> anyone kick Wayne Rooney. Yeah, kick when when Punch and puts us one new up, kick Wayne Rooney immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would probably be mine. And talking of Pardew, uh, he's left Aldo Den Haag by mutual consent, or I mean, he only had a contract to the end of the season. Um, Heskiff, successful mission in keeping them up. Unbelievable. I mean, did anyone expect Pards to fail? No, no did Pards definitely didn't. What what I love, and we were, talking, <laughs> we were talking about this before, but what I love is technically he's kept them up, right? Because the season's finished and they're not going down. But also technically, they were like seven points adrift from safety and <laughs> were definitely in massive danger of going down. So COVID nineteen has saved Pards massively. Certainly has. <clears throat> and like you were saying, he he technically didn't take West Brom down either. So True. he he doesn't have that on his CV, despite the fact that he his last three league wins are in three different years. Mm. Which is insane. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that video he he sent out was it a few weeks ago? Was a he was he was just laying down the groundwork. He was like, please stay at home. Yeah. because I'm fucking definitely staying at home for the foreseeable like kept his shirt though do you think he kept the shirt oh 100% yeah and he's got oh, and he's got like we said he's got you know van der Pards on the back of it and van der Pards yeah that's framed in the front room dear oh dear <laughs> guy's just an absolute knob I was having a search through eBay the other day and um, I found two pictures signed pictures of Alan Pardew and the descriptions on these pictures are stunning Alan Pardew Crystal Palace signed glossy photo was it Alan Pardew's donor account that's, say, that's exactly what, what why I the, asked 
what was the username? Pardiola, <laughs> Pardiola eighty-eight, sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, Pardiola sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, anyway, so I'm, not going, it's a bit... I'm not going down, but you are. <laughs> but fair play to Pardew, he did. Um, he's technically due a bonus for keeping them up, but um, he said he's going to not take the bonus. Uh, it could be put to better good in the local community by Den Haag, he said. So fair play to him. There on that one, speaking of managers, Roy Hodgson was on Sky giving an interview. Now, Albert, he's done, he's done this interview over video link. Who knew that Roy Hodgson knew how to Skype? How do we know somebody didn't set it up for him? What? What? His wife? Yes. Sure, he's got someone that could do that for him. <laughs> was it well, good? I mean, it was a Sky Sports interview, so they're trying to get sound bites out of him. And Roy Hodgson just doesn't fall into those traps. He only does it on the BBC when um, he's, doing, he's doing things like this. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty boring, really. He did just say that um, he thinks we've got a decent squad now, good um, experience and talent. We just need to add a couple of young players to supplement it, and that's what he hopes to do for next season, which is um, promising. But I think we need to do that anyway with just the average age and the way it is. And hopefully that will also mean we look a little bit towards our youth academy as well. Um, talking of rumours, Newcastle... Um, I don't think they're sniffing around with Wilfred Saha. I think this has come from a Darren Bent um, interview where he suggested that with the new owners coming in at Newcastle, Wilf is who they should be looking at, Hesk. If, um, if they if they come splashing the cash, giving us 80 to 100 mil, do you accept it? Well, you know that I wouldn't accept it. But I think <laughs> certainly now when there's nothing really to talk about, I don't know how these sort of transfer rooms come about when there's literally nothing happening, but... I'm sure Newcastle are going to get linked with every player under the sun, um, especially w- when the link comes from, like you say, some random footballer saying they should look at this player, which is probably as tenuous a link as you can get. Um, but yeah, if that's the thing, I mean, if they're spending forty million on that Joel Linton, who's absolute shit, then I want two hundred million for Wilf. Now that we know we've got the money, mm. yeah, well. I think we're going to need about 200 million to get us out of this mess. <laughs> but there you go. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's a rumour. I think it's just Darren Bent is saying that, you know, he would be a good player for Newcastle to go and get to show their intent um, early doors. But, I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be pretty sick if he come down to Sellers and won a penalty in a Newcastle show, to be honest. But there you go. Um, Luca this week has been talking about that Jeff Schlupp moment against Bournemouth. Uh, hot on the heels of Schlupp talking about how amazing it was and James McArthur a few weeks back as well um, it was a special moment wasn't it Heskiff at, at Sellers on that night yeah the, I, I watched the video back the other day as well actually and it's, it is one of those where you can hear the crowd every sort of couple of yards further towards the goal he gets get louder and louder and louder um, sort of in the same way where I used to West Ham where every little bit of that goal the noise level goes up and up and up. Um, but yeah, I think because we, we had 10 men for you know most of the match um, and he just basically drove through the entire half and smashed it in. It was such a like outpouring 
of noise and volume when it actually went in. It was amazing. It was one of the best best celebrations of the season, for sure, I reckon. Um, and Albert, Jeff Schlupp was um, third on your list of overrated players, wasn't he? No. No. <laughs> Jury's still out for me, mate. Yeah, I mean, the squad talk about him very highly. Um, a lot of a lot of these interviews that have been going on, everyone's mentioning how Schlupp's important and he's the pace and that he offers in the middle of the field and stuff like that. So if he's getting a lot of support from his peers like that, um, it makes me lean more in his favour. Um, yeah. You know, like we, we always used to say, certainly in the championship and, you know, the first, like, what, season and a half, in well, first couple of seasons in the Premier League, it's what I call the Cameron Jerome effect. It's like, if they're working hard then they're going to, you know, they're going to be all right, you know, with the crowd. Well, I feel we're past that now. Working hard isn't good enough. I want quality as well. So, you know, that's... Well, picking the ball up on the halfway line, running and scoring against, uh, why well, we've only got 10 men. Not not enough quality in that. Against a terrible Bournemouth team. He's <laughs> um, goal at Man City. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's... We can all we can all play. Andre Moritz two pearlers against West uh, Wolverhampton. He ain't getting no glory here. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Okay, it's come. It's the, the the end of the pod is approaching, so we're gonna have to do Lettergate. Um, for listeners who don't know what Lettergate is, um, back of the nest has been served with some sort of um, legal letter. Uh, for posting somebody else's memes on on the Instagram account, so uh, this is a solicitor's letter that's come and basically said notice and takedown letter under Article 14 of the E-Commerce Directive 2000/31/EC. Um, now, back of the nest have tweeted this out saying this is from the solicitor of a fellow CPFC fan group. We used three of their memes, which went out on a platform we use less frequently, so was not noticed by us. The worst thing is, the content was truly awful. Can we please just take a minute to appreciate the pettiness? Um, Albert, <laughs> initial thoughts? Uh, <laughs> well... How many times have we used the the C word in the if used it quite a lot, didn't he, earlier? Yeah, I might have I used it. I use it once. Yeah. I think we've got one more. Petty <laughs> <laughs> Um and what about you, Heskiff? Well, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't know why you bother. Like, who gives a shit? I mean be happy that someone thinks you're funny. And wants to use your stuff. I, I don't know. You know, yeah, credit people and that, but just send a, a, a DM or an email or something and say, Oi, can you put my name on it or take it down? Like, I, I wouldn't personally study for like six years or whatever to be a lawyer and then end up writing an email about a fucking meme on Instagram. <laughs> you would if they're paying you 100 quid to do it. Yeah, that's true, actually. Maybe I'm in the wrong job. <laughs> Yeah. The, just well, like to point out, the, sol- the solicitor has done nothing wrong here, apart well, from maybe rip off. Apart, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go on. 
Oh, well, well, um, if you go to Twitter and then you Google the solicitor's name and see his picture on their solicitor's website, he hasn't got his top button done up and he's wearing a tie for a picture that he's having to pose for that's going on a website to be a solicitor. I mean, that's doing something wrong. Yeah, but when you're, when you're you know, being employed to send out letters about memes, you know, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you're not aiming for the OJ Simpson case, are you? You know, you're not, you're not quite at that level of of case yet. So I don't think we're quite at that level of case yet either, are we? Not yet, mate. No, I mean, I, my my whole thing with a meme as well is that I'm pretty sure the memes in question were using pictures that they certainly do not own. They've just put some writing next to it and sort of made it into a joke of some kind. And they were shit. Know. I can't believe yeah. we even thought they were... I say we, it wasn't us. Oh, yeah, I can't not, well, somebody thought yeah. it was worth stealing. Yeah, exactly. Um, as, the, <laughs> as the kids say, I was screaming when I was reading the letter. It was just so freaking funny. But I, I also <laughs> liked the... the, the, <laughs> the And it, to be fair, it was prompted by lots of people asking who it was and accusing accusing people. I quite like the flood of people stepping forward to, to say, weren't us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know <clears throat> i've in across twitter in loads of whatsapp groups and um all sorts of people from different necks of the wood i know as palace fans have been all over me asking me who it is that are really really like you know trying to get clues out of me trying to you know really like catch me out and get them to tell who who it is um and I think the general stance up to this point has been from the the senior bods at back of the nest is um, we don't tell anyone who it is. But, you know, we were given the green light to talk about this letter on the podcast tonight and um, he didn't tell me that I couldn't say who it was. So I'm going to tell everyone that. It was Rebecca Vardy. of the chest coronavirus self-isolation podcast it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.